Hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Brett Hollander, Marcus Young cruising along with you one more hour, 11 a.m. on your rainy Tuesday morning. It is time for the sit rep brought to you by SM Athletics. Up first, obviously, Michigan defeats Washington by a score of 34-13 to claim the national title for now. Up next, John Morant, who headlined the NBA last year for not good reasons, period, is scheduled to have season-ending shoulder surgery right after coming back from his suspension. Now, we'll talk about this a little bit more here in a minute. And then we have a betting favorite to win the college football playoff in 2025. That is the Georgia Bulldogs. Shocking. Same favorite as it was this year. Let's dig a little bit deeper into this. We've already talked about Michigan and Washington enough at will this morning to go over everything that happened in that game last night. We all know Michigan won. We know that they're not going to be able to keep that title for long, but we can talk a little bit about John Morant and the drama that he brought to Memphis last year. Because there were multiple incidents, some of which you know we knew about on overtime before a lot of people did just because you know Matthew and Davis, they were both from Memphis. Yeah. So they've still got all those connections down there, so they know what's going on. But there was the incident, you know, at the Denver nightclub that we all know about with the gun. Mm-hmm. Then there was the incident at his house, in which he basically assaulted a seventeen-year-old with a handgun. Then you have the Instagram live video in which he's holding the gun, and they just kind of pan the camera away from him, and his guy was trying to protect him. Now, Jaws got to be smarter in those situations. Did he break any laws in that Instagram live video? No, he did not. But it does set a bad precedent when you talk about somebody who has done this before. He brought a gun into a nightclub in Denver, which you can't have a gun in a nightclub, period. Yeah. How he got it there, I don't know, because if he had brought it on the Job team plane, right. then it's an NBA violation. Oh, yeah. So now you finally get back, I think it was, what, a 32-game or a 35-game suspension that he served, and then you get hurt tear your labrum and now he's out for the season Mm -hmm. which could set memphis up i don't know where their draft pick is for this year i don't know if they have it or if someone else have it i mean oklahoma city might have it because they've got every pick in the world for the next two drafts at least and then i don't know you're gonna have to rely heavily on desmond bain at this point if you're memphis yeah uh yeah they're a good team i mean they they still got jaron jackson He's a good player. Yeah. Desmond Bain. Um, I'm surprised they've struggled as much as they have. I didn't realize Jaw was yeah, I know Jaw's great, don't get me wrong. Jaw is he's, great. He's electric, but uh I'm surprised they've struggled as bad as they have. Um, I mean they got Steven Adams back, they got Brandon Clark back, they got a lot of pieces back. Um, maybe it was just the fact that and they pulled what they pick up Marcus Smart in the offseason. Yes. You know, so they have quality on their team. They have pieces. Uh, and they started to make a run. I think they'd won six in a row at some one point when Jaw came back. So they were playing well. So, yeah, uh, he, he's got a lot to figure out. Maybe it's not the worst thing. He can continue to rehab and get mental help, too. Yeah. Because a lot of it was mental that what he was doing. They keep blaming everybody else except him. Right. You know, so. And, and that's a situation. I Here's the thing. You can blame whatever you want to. It's like if I were to wreck my car, you know, on the way in here this morning, I could blame the rain. <laughs> yeah. I could blame everything around me. Well, this guy, you know. This guy beside me, he was merging too close. Same time, 
I should have been driving defensively, not offensively. Everybody always wants to blame everything else but themselves in situations like this. Marcus, do you have a take on this? Well, I will let you know that the Memphis Grizzlies uh, do, in fact, have, according to this site, Fanspo. Yes, that's a, that's an accurate one. They do have their own 2024 first-round pick. Okay. Uh, they also have either Phoenix or Washington's first-round picks. Both of them have the rights, it looks like, to swap. Uh, so depending on how the season goes for them, yeah. they'll have one or the other. And the so, NBA draft is confusing. We're not even going to explain that to you because we'd just be talking to this wall over here. Yeah, absolutely. So if they do struggle and they do kind of fall apart here after losing uh, John Morant, then they have a very good chance of having a uh, top selection. Um, I, th- I think we're going to go back to seeing exactly how Memphis was before Ja came back. Yeah. Um, as much as I love Marcus Smart and I think he's a great player, he's a great locker room guy, uh, there's not enough that he can bring or anyone that's on that team. Desmond Bain is a great player, but I don't see Memphis um, getting back on track. I think we're going to see exactly how they looked at the beginning of the year, which was uh, abysmal. So um, it, it the West, there are only a few teams, I feel like, in the West that have real shots at mm-hmm. – making any kind of noise obviously i think denver is going to be the best out of the west again um i think the minnesota timberwolves are actually really good this year Mm -hmm. and i think they're gonna have a shot at things i think you have to throw la in there um you look towards the east i'll give all right i'll I'll give you your miami ties you're doing well obviously got jimmy butler that makes a big world of difference but but yeah i think memphis is in a tough situation um and Ultimately, you have to hope that he's going to be able to heal from the surgery, mm-hmm. be able to come back. It's hard, especially in basketball, to come back from some of those surgeries. So, right. And it doesn't matter if you're at the NBA level or the college level. If your game relies too much on your athleticism, yeah, man, then you're not going to make it long. So we'll see. Because look at Allen Iverson, for example. That's a guy, he had a lot of athleticism. Yeah, Love Allen Iverson. But what did his game rely on? Athleticism. Absolutely. And he did not have as much of a long or prime or – didn't have a prime that lasted as long as what it could have if he had slowed down a little bit. Now, he wouldn't have been able to put up you know, the highlights that he did, but he would have been able to last a lot longer in the league. Moving forward, moving forward to next January, actually, the betting odds that we just talked about. Georgia is your favorite at 17-4 to four odds. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's overwhelming. That is overwhelming. <laughs> up next, you have Alabama at 6-1 to one odds. Ohio State eight to one, Michigan nine to one, Texas nine to one, Oregon twelve to one, Ole Miss fourteen to one, LSU fifteen to one, Florida State twenty to one. Why is Texas A and M at twenty two to one? Don't know, don't care. They ain't gonna win. You know it, and I know it. Penn State twenty five to one, Notre Dame thirty to one, Clemson thirty five to one, USC thirty five to one, Oklahoma forty to one, your Tennessee Volunteers forty to one. Missouri 50 to 1, Washington who just played last night 60 to 1. And if you really want to take a flyer, they had to throw this into the article just because they have to support the ESPN or the excuse me the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year, Deion Sanders. 250 to 1 odds for the Colorado Buffaloes to winning it all. 
Thoughts? Uh, now that we can look ahead to next season. Not going to happen. Um, for Colorado, I think they will win more than four games. I do think that will happen. Um, I just needed the over on three and a half to hit. Yeah, I, I think that will happen. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for them is going to be well, people at the beginning of the year, uh, unless you were on the Dion bandwagon, which I'll, I'll be honest, I was. I I think people just were not they were overlooking Colorado. They did they thought it was just all flash and no show. And for the first few games there, they they proved that they were a capable team. Yeah. And then the rest of the conference and the rest of the uh, the uh, Pac-12 and everyone buckled down and said, okay. We're mm-hmm. going to stop you. And they did. Um, they had opportunities to win games they should have won. Yeah. Should have beaten Stanford. They didn't. They should have been bowl eligible. And they hurt themselves more than anything. So, we'll see. Uh, what's his name? Seton. We'll see if he makes an impact for him. Um, we'll see if he He's can... still not signed, is he not? I don't I, think he signed I, yet. I thought he did. I thought he did. Let's double check this right now. He didn't sign on signing day. No, he did not. He did... He waited there, a couple of days. There after, was yeah. talk about Maryland at yeah. one point. Why? Well, he's from there. That's literally. Why would you want to go play there? That's literally. I think all it is is just that he he played there uh, because. I mean, he played uh, IMG. He played yeah. IMG Academy, but yeah, yeah he's thank from you. There, yeah. Uh, I don't think he. He might have signed, like you said, but he might have signed a few days later. When I look at these betting odds, why is LSU so high to me? That's another one. Like, I don't understand that. Because how crazy is it going to be when Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL? Because I'm just looking at these other teams. They have returning quarterbacks. Yep. So here's one thing I think that helps LSU is the defensive coordinator for Missouri left to be the defensive coordinator for LSU. I mean, they were yep. giving up 40 a game. <laughs> Missouri's defense was, like, they did have some higher rankings, at it, and Missouri's defense helped them a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, I think that probably plays into it. Let's be honest, LSU's defensive uh, pool that they can reach into yeah. of talent is far better than Missouri will ever have. Well, yeah, I mean, so, you look at the talent in Louisiana compared to exactly. Columbia, Missouri. And more people are going to want to, even if you're not from – uh, Louisiana people want to play for LSU. I mean, they've they've lost three offensive linemen. They lost their quarterback. They lost their top two receivers. I don't understand it. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, they got a defensive coordinator. Can he tackle? Can he? Well, and then you also have, and it's unfortunate because it is the media kind of biased feelings that they have towards programs like LSU, towards coaches like Brian Kelly. They're going to get the benefit of the doubt. And right or wrong, that's just what's going to happen. And it's the same thing with Nick Saban. I don't think Nick Saban is going to have a good year next year. I think he's going to come into Neyland and get another loss against us. Mm-hmm. I, Nico's going to get it done. You Your and- segment's next, buddy. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. He's already marking the tape. We've got. We have too much recency or too much biases in the media towards certain coaches, certain programs. We probably do. And I think that's what's happening with LSU. I do think that defensive coordinator is going to make a difference for him, but LSU they better. A, they paid him two and a half million. I, yeah, yeah. Golly, yeah. I mean, goodness. I, I'd leave Missouri for two and a half million. I'd leave Missouri for fifty thousand. I mean, I didn't think. Buddy, I'd do it for fifty bucks in a full. Missouri thing of was gas. paying him two. <laughs> Missouri was paying him two million. Yeah. I mean, this guy's good. I mean, think about it. I would leave Missouri for fifty bucks in a full tank of gas. 
I can't wait to see them just fall flat on their faces next year. Well, something else to think about here. You look at Michigan, and we all assume that Jim Harbaugh is going to leave for the NFL. Mm -hmm. If he does, they're probably going to make a call down to Baton Rouge and try to get Brian Kelly. He'd be gone. He'd go there. Yeah, he would. Defending national champs. I'd take. He's that from job. Michigan. Yeah, I, was I thought he's from Massachusetts. He is yes, he, he yeah. is from Massachusetts, oh, but he coached at Central Michigan. That's if what I'm it was. not, yeah. yeah, he coached at Central Michigan because Butch Jones followed in his footsteps and rode his coattails until he got here to Tennessee and took a roster that Derek Dooley had started to assemble. God, that'll just the domino effect of Harbaugh leaving is just going to be wild. It is because then who steps in at LSU? I don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> I don't want to think Let's about that. Let's get to Harbaugh leaving first, and then we'll go from there. I mean, you got to think. If Harbaugh were to leave Michigan, I guarantee you the first call they're going to make is going to be down to Baton Rouge. He's already left a logo school, a great program that he spent years building at Notre Dame. Look how much Michigan's willing to offer Harbaugh. So they got the funds to – They got the money. Yeah. Michigan's got the money, and they would pay for Brian Kelly. They'd pay it. But then you got to think about who goes to LSU. Does that worry you guys? Is it the guy in Oxford? <laughs> it could be him. Could be the guy right here. You don't think he would? Heupel? Now hang on a minute. Let's just put this uh, let's put this to rest for a second. I don't. One, I'll say. The thing is, Heupel's buyout would help keep him here. I think Lane Kiffin wouldn't leave. Well, I was about to say I don't think he'd leave after getting all these transfers to come play for him, but he, he actually might do that. He very well could. He pulled the same thing he pulled here, which granted it'd be too late by that point. Yeah. But I mean, Lane Kiffin, you got to start thinking about next year with the Florida job going to be open, because you know good and well Billy Napier is not going to survive that schedule. No, he is not. He is not going to survive the tough. Like, what is their weakest game next year? Because you got to think there's going to be nine SEC games, correct? Yes. Excuse yes. So there's that. Then you have to take into account they have Miami on the schedule. They open, with, they open with Miami, then Sanford, A&M, at Mississippi State, U, UCF, at us, first Kentucky. UCF's not going to be an easy game. Yeah, at us, Kentucky, Georgia, at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and Florida State to end the season. They might go 3-9 and nine or 2-10. and ten. Yeah, no. They very well might go 3-9 and nine or 2-10. and ten. He's not going to survive that. Lane Kiffin and Jamie Chad will be the top on their list for that one. Yeah. Unfortunately, and if I ever saw Jamie Chadwell in Florida blue and orange, it would make me sick to my stomach. But is but is like do you really think Jamie Chadwell is gonna be able to really do something at a program like Florida? Like He's gone from Coastal Carolina and, and Liberty. And don't get me wrong, he's done quite well there. But we saw what happened in the bowl game. We saw what happened in the bowl game, but you also have to look at the talent discrepancy between those two teams. Yeah, I guess. And where's he from, Marcus? He's from here. My hometown. I know. Yeah. Guy knows how to win. The guy's won at Coastal Carolina. He has won at Liberty. He's going to get a Power 5 job, and I just hope that it's not in the SEC. Yeah, I would prefer him going whatever's left of the ACC. I think that, I don't know, Michigan make the call to Jamie Chadwell. I wouldn't hate that too bad. Could Dabo or somebody go to LSU? Dabo's kind of ruined himself. 
Has he? I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, his reluctance to – I'm just trying to, to think the, of other coaches that if LSU opens up, because yeah. they're not going to just go for mincemeat unless they just want no. somebody to no, LSU, enter got, a year for one year. They've got the money to throw around. Now, of course, Orgeron, you know, they basically gave it to him after the whole deal with Les Miles. He won him a national championship, but they knew and he knew that it was time to leave. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he was so open to it. He asked the athletic director, what time do you want me to leave? Which door do you want me to walk out of? I mean, that's just how it is. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds over the next couple of weeks, especially at Michigan. That will be, I think, the first domino to fall as far as a late hiring slash firing slash quitting slash leaving type deal. That's going to be the first domino to fall if it happens. we got to see where Jim Harbaugh is going first. I don't know where he's going, but I don't expect him to stay at Michigan. Stay with us. The G.I. Jake Show will march on. Coming up here in the next segment, we got Marcus Young. Mark the tape. Stay with us. Fan Run Radio returns right after this. here on the G.I. Jake Show, right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Brett Hollander, Marcus Young. It is time to mark the tape with Marcus Young. Marcus, this song gives a good representation of what you're about to do. Yes, sir. First things first, I'm going to kind of go back to what I was saying in the last segment. Go ahead. That's why I gave you your segment. Josh Heupel is going to win against Alabama Again. Okay. In this upcoming season. I don't hate that. We get them back in Neyland. We are going to be the better team. I think Nick Saban has shown this last season that he has faults. He did not play a perfect year despite only having two losses. He is beatable. Yes. And you don't have to be Texas. You don't have to be Michigan to beat them. They are beatable. And I don't know if Jalen Milrow is coming back next year. I believe he might be. If that's the case, I still don't fully trust him at quarterback. He did play better than I expected, but that doesn't mean he's going to walk into Neyland and do what he did in Tuscaloosa, which is, let's be honest, we had that game. We were close. Oh, at halftime, we thought it was about to be just a full-blown ass-whipping. He will not be able to do that. He will not be able to make that switch when he comes to Neyland. We won't have a rushing of the field because – our fans have experienced it recently. Mm-hmm. We won't break a goalpost. We'll just yell at every Alabama fan that decided to show their faces in Neyland Stadium. Mark the tape. We're going to get another win against Alabama. Twice in my lifetime that I can remember. I was going to say, you don't remember the others? No. What was the, it was when I was little, man. Like, what, 16 years ago, right? You don't remember the five-overtime game down in Tuscaloosa? The Iceman? What man? year? What year? That would have been 2003. It was 4th and 17, I want to say it was, in overtime. Casey Clawson drops back, hits, I think, C.J. Phaeton yeah. on the right side of the field, gets the first down. Tennessee goes on to win 51-43. to You're an encyclopedia of memory for college football games, though. Like, you just remember random games even when you weren't alive. You want something else random? Let's go for it. You want to try to guess the apparel supplier for UConn football in the mid-2000s? Reebok. Worse than that. 
Think of one of the four clothing brands that middle schoolers wore during that time. Oh, there you go. Three God. for a loop, didn't I? Who? Air Apostle. Oh, really? Yeah. Nike wanted to cover every sport at UConn except for football, and for good reason. Let's call that like it is. Yeah. Weird. So Air oh. Apostle stepped in and said, we'll be your uniform supplier. Interesting. Well, here's my second one I for you. I would have hated the team gear that came along with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been terrible. <laughs> second one for you. Skinny tight shirts. Heading to the NBA, the Oklahoma Heavy cotton. City Thunder are going to make noise in the playoffs this year. Chet Holmgren is more than a skinny man that I thought he was. He's proving to be quite the NBA player. I thought he'd be broken by the time he made it to the NBA. Before he had the chance to play, he was broken, but he's been healed. He's back, and he's playing extremely well. That whole group as a whole for, for Oklahoma is just... Might have the MVP. It's Shea in, Kitt, or what's his name? Alex? SGA. SGA, SGA yeah. that's, what I, that's how I like to go for it. almost called him the kid from uh, Kentucky, Kid Gilchrist. Oh, we're we're going to... Well, he was from Kentucky as well. Yeah. We'll ignore... The one guy on the team that we don't really want to talk about right now. That's funny. We'll ignore him. Giddy. But that rest of this team, I think if Oklahoma's smart, the way that they're playing right now, they are second in the West. Do not trade for a big name right now. Wait until the offseason. You're not going to make it to the finals. You're not going to make it probably to the Western Conference finals. But you're going to make some noise. I think you're going to win your first round. You're going to look good doing it, and you're going to battle in that next round. The offseason is where that's going to take place, where they add somebody big. Chemistry mess-ups right now, it's too soon. You have a really good group going right now. I think Oklahoma is or Oklahoma City are playing really good basketball right now, and I do believe they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. What else you got for me? NFL, you talk about Harbaugh leaving. The yeah. first domino that's going to truly affect the NFL is what in the world is going on with the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. Mm. I believe Bill Belichick will not be back in New England next year. He will still be coaching, I think. And I don't know why I think this, but it's just this weird <laughs> part of my brain that says Arthur Blank is going to write a blank check <laughs> to Bill Belichick and bring him to the Falcons and then New England is going to make a trade for Mike Vrabel. Atlanta, Bill Belichick. Sounds about as good as burlap underwear. Oh, it's going to be awful. Yeah. I just feel like there's not a fit for Belichick anywhere but where he is. <laughs> I mean, that's all we've known for like so long. Like a northeast kind of like guy. I mean, yeah, think like, about this. This would be the equivalent of Philip Fulmer when he got fired from Tennessee in 08. He didn't step down. He got told to get. That's how it went. And that would be the equivalent of him going out to, like, Washington State. Hear me out. Okay. You're going to have to figure out your quarterback situation, obviously. Ritter is not the guy. No. But you got a great tight end that was not used properly in Kyle Pitts. You got a great running back who is not used properly at all. I, I don't understand what Arthur Smith was doing with some of his key pieces. The ability to win was there. The talent was there to win. 
Now, and you, you bring, mentioned Desmond Ritter. That's a quarterback that was also in that same class as Malik Willis, and those were two quarterbacks that were very highly touted coming out of college. Yeah. Neither of them have panned out. No. Atlanta's got the eighth pick right now. And with that eighth pick could come some pretty interesting theories. You know, you maybe go for a quarterback. Maybe Drake may drop. What if they – what about the Bears trying to trade Fields to the Falcons? If they're going to go – or the Falcons trying to trade I think for Fields. If we go in my in my route to where I think Bill Belichick was going to join Arthur Blank and become the head coach, GM, or whatever he wants to call himself, of mm-hmm. the Falcons, I think that it would not shock me if he wants to focus more on a athletic type of running or a quarterback because you saw what Mac Jones has done and it's just not been good. Uh, he's not the type of quarterback that can make moves. No, I I do think Justin Fields stays in Chicago. I don't think do he's you? going anywhere. Um, but it would Even not if they shock draft me. a guy. I don't think they're going to. Those mocks have Drake May now, number one. I think they're going to go after – I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be their top choice, hmm. and it wouldn't shock me if they trade back a couple spots. Similar to what happened to them when they went out to trade for Mitch Trubisky, mm-hmm. I think they're going to fleece somebody into giving up more than they should for like one to two spot moves. They do have the two top ten picks. Yeah. and I think One and nine. I think so. they'll get defense on the nine pick, but yeah. Right now it has May and Joe Walt. We're going to see tackling. some coaching moves. Obviously, we've seen some firings, and I think uh, Bill Belichick to Atlanta, which means they will trade for Mike Vrabel. You think so? There, as much as the Titans' ownership loves Mike Vrabel, it would not shock me if he wants to leave. And look what they've done to him. Robert Kraft loves him. Oh yeah, it wouldn't. It, that is their golden child. So, hot take. That's I think. We're going to get some draft picks. Hell, I'll tell you what, it wouldn't shock me if part of that little deal for them could be like, hey, if you want to swap pick with us, give us the number two. That'd be kind of fun. How but, would you feel if they put Will Levis in the trade, Marcus? Well, I'd be elated. Um, <laughs> if, they want to, if, they, if they want to give us uh, the kid out of Western Kentucky, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, uh, the quarterback they had that took over. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little little swaparoo. Um, I'd be okay with that. And if if you know, like you're gonna get something. We're gonna get you a real quarterback. The Tennessee Titans are going to if if they are going to trade Mike Vrabel if they decide because they're not. I don't think they're gonna terminate. I think they'll talk to New England on the yeah. hush hush and say, listen, if you guys are moving on from Bill, we're willing to make a trade, but we need some draft picks. That's that's what's gonna be key right now. We yeah. need draft picks. And I got one last uh, final one for you. All right. Bit of a off off topic of sports. Okay, what we got? Did you see the guy in the vase recently? I yes. Did. Uh, Alabama guy during a New Year's Eve party. Gets of himself, course, that's where he's from. Gets himself stuck in a vase. At first, they all thought it was pretty funny until he realized he couldn't get out. Then you uh, break it. They were going to they that someone I think got a, a sledgehammer to break mm-hmm, it. Yeah. And then they realized, that, oh my goodness, if we sling this thing, it's going to hit the guy and it's probably going to break a bone. So they did like uh, from based on the guy who was there that was live tweeting what was going on said that he could hear tinkering of a hammer and a uh, bit of a chisel to try to help yeah, make a, a yeah. break in it. Uh, apparently that vase cost uh, three grand that this man uh, got stuck into and and subsequently sure broke. How do you get stuck in a vase? Here's my well, what I, it was his knees. His knees couldn't get yeah. back out. So once he went in and, like- and crouched down, he couldn't get himself back out of it. So here's my hot take for you. That man 
for what he did. Because let's be honest, we, I know we all do stupid things. That was ridiculous. That man should live the rest of his life as a hermit crab. He should have that attached to him. For Just the rest drag of- it around with him He everywhere. should have been like, yeah, he'd have the greatest upper arm strength you'd ever see. But my hot take is that man right there should have stayed in that vase. I'm looking at the right one, right? He's You're like in the middle at the of the right, right one. This guy? Yeah, that's the yes. right one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should, he should have been left in there. He uh, got down like past his waist, though, right? Yes, he did. Yes. Like, I'm looking right here. It looks like a horror film. Like, he was very, like, he was, was, he's like, up to his chest in this thing, man. The video I watched, he, was, all these guys. he was very upset. <laughs> like, rightfully so. You're going to put yourself in a vase. You stay They should have rolled vase. him down a hill. <laughs> yeah, that would have been fun. Three grand. He, like, well, that, it looks like he's just at somebody's house. Is that what it was? I believe it that was. looks like somebody, like a country club. That or looks like a, like a country club or a house. Uh, like a, Yeah. Someone's got money. Regardless, somebody's got money, and that man's got money to be associated with those people. Now, let me tell you this. If you do something like that, you can't shower. You have to take a bath, and you're going to take a bath in the pot in which you have set yourself in. If he gets stuck and it has to stay. Yes, you sit yourself in that pot, and you have to sit there and take a bath. I hate a bath. I can't stand a bath. I'm a shower guy. Actually, you How could, do you get clean in a bath? I was a shower. Just, you could do a shower. There's a reason I shower. It's because I can actually get clean in a shower. Think about it. You just stick the, the vase. You have someone help you, obviously. Stick you in the vase inside the bathtub. You have to get one big enough. Yeah. And then you just have the shower going over you. You do fill up your pot, so you'd have to drain the water out. But, you know. Or you can just lean back with it. Dump all the water out. Yeah. Lean back. Evidently, the guy stuck in the vase went to Mississippi State. That'd been funny if he, he was here a, and we all just carried vases into the into Thompson. Well, Bowling. he is a oh goodness, he is a <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, not unless they're plastic. You can do it if it's plastic. Uh, don't do don't do one a real of those. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go go to the Pottery Barn or wherever they sell these things. And just just get in it. Yeah, he's an Alabama guy, Mississippi State grad. It uh, kind of makes sense if you, you add up the states. I mean, here's the thing, man, and you all know my rules for being on this show: don't break any FCC violations. And take a shower. Those are my only two rules for being on my show. I don't require much. If somebody ever did that and they could not shower, I would have no choice but to tell them, hey, man, it just ain't working out. You can't put your put yourself in the seat. You stink. You're gone. Especially in this enclosed room. Yeah. Goodness. Can you imagine having to drag somebody in here every day? Drag somebody. He, yes. I feel like he'd have he'd have to go with the whole crawling thing, which would also give too much of the horror vibes. Watching someone, yes. and hearing the vase like oh, up goodness. against the ground. And, oh, we might have just wrote a good horror film, The Vase. I don't want to think about that. I really don't. I really don't want to think about that. I mean that that's just dumb. That's just that's just absolutely dumb. Now jumping back to your take about the Oklahoma City Thunder, though, oh, yes. I could definitely. I could definitely see that happening because one of the things that SGA needed around him was talent. Well, you didn't have Chet last year, and you only really had, you know, Giddy mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, he's a good player. Now you've got three guys out there. Those are your your core three players. They can make something happen. That's team to watch I out for. I think they're going to make a trade. You think so? I think. I mean, wouldn't like a like a Marcus Smart like. Well, you gotta Memphis think. is going to get rid of him now. They're not going anywhere. Well, you got to think, too. Look at how many draft picks they've got over the next couple of years. And guess who's in that next draft class? Your guy. Mm-hmm. Cooper. 
Cooper Flag. And you got Boozers, and then you yeah, got, then you got the Boozers the year after, and Coa Pete is in that class as well. That's another talented player out of Arizona that's going to make an impact in college ball for the one year he's going to play, and then go on to the NBA. He's going to be great. The Boozer Twins are going to be great. Cooper, Dalton Connect. <laughs> Dalton Connect, baby. Uh, projected number 21 overall to the Miami Heat right now, as a matter of fact, Marcus. He's got Marcus. that oh, heat culture in him. He's got that heat culture. Him, Jaime Jaquez, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, if his contract holds up, you never know. You never know with today's landscape of college basketball or pro basketball. I do think that Cooper Flag though, is probably going to be a uh, top 10 selling jersey within five years of being in the league. I can see it. Dude's got talent. Yeah, he does. Stay with us. Final segment of the program coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Rogers. You- Final segment of the program. It's the G.I. Jake Show. It's Jake Miller, Brett Hollander, Marcus Young, and you. It is time for Brett's Best Bets, presented by SM Athletics. Brett, what you got for me? Uh, I've got just some player prop picks for tonight's NBA, really. Um, I've got Trailblazers Knicks. i got Julius Randle, over four and a half total assists. Uh, Raptors Lakers. I've got Anthony Davis under 28 and a half points. Uh, also in the Trailblazers Knicks, Jalen Brunson. Uh, I went with under seven half total assist. Uh, Timberwolves Magic uh, Banchero under the 27 and a half points. And then I did also I did the Grizzlies Mavericks. I got Marcus Smart over four over five and a half total assists. I feel like his minutes will. Probably increased quite a bit now that Morant's out, so I feel like that's a safe bet there. Um, and then also, just going back to Julius Randle, under 28.5 points tonight in their Trailblazers Knicks game. I don't hate those at all. As for the prop bets that we made yesterday, um, well, Tatum didn't play. Uh, yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> and uh, Tyrese Halliburton got hurt. So, uh didn't go well. I did take the under on his assist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that, that just happens sometimes with NBA prop betting. And, uh, I mean, it's just like the time last year I took. I did a same game Luca parlay. I'm like, he's going to go over on all of these tonight. He's going to hit the over on his points. He's going to hit the over on his assist. He's going to hit the over on rebounds. We're doing a same game Luca Parlay. He played one minute. Last night? No, this is last year. Oh. <laughs> As for Brett's best bets yesterday. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I don't think I hit any of them. The good thing is I saved you a little bit. Okay. I said take Michigan on the points and take the under. You did. Thank you for that. Yes, we saved it. We saved Brett's best bets yesterday. My goodness. Any other just bets? Just do the opposite. Yeah, just do the opposite. <laughs> fade Brett. Hashtag yeah. Fade Brett. Marcus, you got any picks uh, for us? Give me one of those uh, 15 million leg parlays that you absolutely love and that I love. I mean, look, I've been going. This is something I enjoy doing in my spare time. 
where their hockey does a lot of games <laughs> in one day. They do. Yeah, they do. So there's there's quite a few games going on tonight. Uh, I like there's a few. I like, no one likes hockey. Let's be honest. But if you want to go hey. for a long one, hey, this this. Press baby. I'm gonna go down the line. I'll just say them real quick. So I'm going I'm going every game money line right now for today's games. Okay. Quite wow. a bit. Here we go. Got the Kings over the Lightning. Got the Kraken over the Sabers. We have Toronto over the Sharks. Yeah, this is it's gonna take a while, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, we got the Canucks over the Islanders. The Panthers beating the Blues. The Jets over the Blue Jackets. Predators. Yes. Over the Ducks. Edmonton will beat the Blackhawks. They don't have Connor Bedard anymore right now. He's hurt. He's out a while. And then we've got Calgary and Boston. That's ten games. Marcus. Yes, sir. You literally just took the favorite in every NHL game. Because on here's FanDuel. I did because here's the thing, a lot of these guys who are the underdogs, for instance, the Lightning, the Lightning, like look for those of you that don't care about hockey, give me a moment. The Kings are really good this year. They are mm-hmm. probably in my mind one of the best odds to take to win the Stanley Cup this year, and I actually might do that. Uh, the Kraken have been playing really, really well right now. Um, Toronto Sharks are terrible. They're absolutely the worst team in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. The only underdog I would be willing to take would be the Ottawa Senators, but I don't think their coach is capable. Um, Calgary is a bit rocky, so you know I what? trust you. You know what? I've talked myself into it. Out of all of those, we're switching Calgary to Ottawa. I've already placed the bet. Oh, too late. Well, all right, fine. We'll go back. I hadn't started yet. I've already placed the bet, though. Wow. All right, I went with the favorites. You know, I'm not putting $10 on it because $10 wins like 975 I'm going to place $0.35 cents on it, Marcus, just to say that I did it. And we're going to see how good your knowledge is. All right, I'll put, we're going to uh, test Marcus on this one. Well, I'm going to put $5 down because that'll get me 486 So Okay, well, if it hits, that means you're buying me a sack full of crystals with cheese. Hold I'm, the mustard. I'm buying you. Yes. and uh, it hits. No onion. Yes. And you're also going to get me two corn pups, a oh uh, four-set of crystal chicks, no mayo, keep the pickle, uh, give me some of those good fries, and I'll wash it down with a Coke Zero. All right, I put the same bet down. I just a little bit sick. more money. You just got sick? <laughs> All that food? All that food, he's, man. He's going to have to tell me this again because I will not remember Why this. Why didn't you just... I heard crystals. Well, the good thing is we had this on a podcast. If you can't listen live... That's, that's a good true. point. If you missed the first hour of the show, go check out the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you like your podcast. Now, Look, yes. Typically, Mark- I would go for some a few underdogs, mm-hmm. but hockey's weird. And Hockey is here, a different ball. I'll game. give you. I'll give you a little fun Literally. little thing. A friend of mine and I, we combined, uh, put fifteen dollars. We we split it. Put fifteen dollars down on a game of thirteen. Okay, we hit ten out of thirteen. We could have won over a hundred grand if we'd gotten it right between the both of us. So we'd have split that. But ten out of thirteen. I'm a little bit better when it comes to hockey. Am I great? No. Am I better? Maybe. Okay. All right. Would you get? Let me ask you this: Is there a certain number that we could hit that you go, "Hey, you know what? We didn't hit it, but I I like where your head's thinking." I hit twenty three out of twenty five the first two days of March Madness. I remember that. I remember how Liter- heartbroken you were when it when it failed. Literally every hockey game says the over under six and a half. 
like that's crazy. Yeah, so that's like yeah. every game except one is All right, listen. six and a half. <laughs> it, it is it is the most frustrating thing because I had a parlay where it was like five hockey games, uh, and I had one where they were gonna win by a goal and a half. They had the empty net and didn't hit it. They were up by one, didn't get the uh, over. It was uh heartbreaking. But yeah, I feel good about these games. Jake, if we hit seven out of ten at the minimum, I think I deserve a little slap on the back. We do have a listener, Brad, basketball Brad, mm. has chimed in. He wow. said, bet all away tonight, Yale, Purdue, and Akron on the money line. Yale, Purdue, and Akron. Yes. Who is Yale playing? I have not looked it up yet. Let's find out. He just sent it to I me. I meant to bring that up because there's two pretty decent SEC games tonight. There are, and – Thing, well, one of them's not that great. The but. thing with uh, with basketball, Brad, is you if he tells you something when it pertains to basketball betting, you just take it to the bank. College. He said yes. Yale, Purdue, he and who was the third one? Yale, Purdue, Akron. Akron. So Yale is playing Brown. Yes. Mm-hmm. Purdue's at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Purdue at Nebraska and Akron at Ball State. Yes. Okay. So it's not going to make you a lot of money, but it will still put some money in your pocket. Have you thought about putting down uh, odds on a championship team yet? For basketball? Yep. Would you like to take a guess at what the odds are currently on FanDuel? I'm going to say Tennessee's probably the sixth best odds at probably plus 1,800. Close. Really? They're, uh, they are six. You are correct there. Okay. But it is uh, plus 20,000. Plus 20,000? By counting the numbers right, 2,000. I can't count. <laughs> I was going to say plus 20,000. I, I can't count zeros. When buddy, you see so many zeros together, you lose count. Buddy, if it were 20,000, I would place a 10 on that uh, today. Yeah, 2,000. Yeah. So it's 2,000. Yeah. Uh, Kansas is next, closer to what you were saying. They're, okay. they're at 17. Okay. Uh, Connecticut, 13. Arizona, 11. Houston, 1,000. And then Purdue, plus 800. Where's North Carolina ranking in that? Ooh, let's find out. So you go Tennessee, then at seven Kentucky, yeah. eight Auburn, nine Marquette, ten North Carolina. What are the odds on that right now? Plus twenty five. Plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, I got in at plus three thousand. Did you? Yes. Ooh, that's part of that parlay that I was telling you about, in which Michigan plus eight fifty has hit San Francisco. To win the Super Bowl, plus four fifty, that's looking pretty good. Oh, wait, do you have a parlay of like all the champions? Oh, I see. Yeah, ten cents is going to pay out like fifty thousand bucks. If they give me any cash out option at all, if uh, San Francisco wins, I'm taking it. If they give me any cash out at all, I'm probably going to take it. Yeah, because then I got to rely on North Carolina to win the national title and then i gotta rely on lebron james and the los angeles lakers to win the nba title that ain't happening no what that's why i will take any cash out option given at that point yeah i mean you're gonna have to (laughs) you're absolutely gonna have to yeah i mean and those are things like yes it would be very nice if you could construct like a dollar parlay across five sports and pick the national champions because your payout's going to be ridiculous just because those are so hard 
to get right to begin with just for one, and I'm lucky enough to get one of them right at plus 850. If I get two right, you got me thinking. I then <laughs> it's not going to happen a third time, so you take your money and you run. Now, if they all were to hit, and I realize that, yeah, when I'm sitting there in June and the Los Angeles Lakers are playing for a national title, I'm going to be sick. Why? Because if I cash out after the Super Bowl, if the 49ers win, mm-hmm. after Michigan has already won, and then they win, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I, I I won't know what sick to do with myself. Money. What's that? Sick and money. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that would make me just bone-deep sad to know that I could have had, had better odds, the Heat or the Lakers? Uh, let's check right now. Right now? Yeah. Let's see. Lakers are playing pretty bad since the – Yeah, they're not playing well Since at we all. hung that other banner. Lake, <laughs> Lakers are plus 2,900, and the Heat are plus 3,600. thing is, Miami knows how to win come playoff time. And Le- LeBron just doesn't? LeBron, he can get there. But, <laughs> of course he can. He well, got there last year. He got there last year, but he didn't make it to the finals. No. They lost to the champs. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like, they were De- in fourth quarter games. All of I don't hate the idea of Denver winning it again. Really? I, I don't hate that idea because I feel like, you know, just with the talent they've got, you got the reigning MVP or what should be the reigning MVP, and Jokic should win it again. I mean, they're at plus four twenty or yeah, four twenty right now. The only one behind the Boston Celtics, which Marcus is happy about. Yes, I am. I love my Boston Celtics. I'm Marcus Young. I love the Boston Celtics. I like the Nashville hey, it's, Predators. It's, it's okay that your, like the your teams Titans. can't get it done. I mean, it's just... Yes. <laughs> I mean, Miami's struggling right now. Like, if we really want to think about it, we can ignore the potential Rookie of the Year candidate they have. And... I mean, talk about that for a second. Jaime Hawkes. Miami Heat. Who would have guessed... That a guy that goes, what did he go, 18th overall this past year? Yeah. Dude, he was the steal of the draft. Who's that? Jaime Hawkins. Oh, yeah. He's phenomenal. So, tomorrow on Brett's Best Bets, (laughs) we are going to place, each of us are going to place a futures parlay. If you don't have a FanDuel account, boys, I'll place one for you. Marcus, oh, I know I, you have yeah, one. I, yeah, I know you have yeah, one. Okay. Right, yeah, but tomorrow, we're going to place a futures parlay. I've already got one lined up, so this works out great. Oh, this is going to be disgusting is what this is going to be. Marcus, do you have any bets for us other than your ridiculous 10-leg parlay? Do you have any straight bets? Any straight bets? Yes. Um, let me look at NBA tonight because that's going to be the key, I think, for us. Um, honestly, or we could do a college basketball. A&M's playing at Auburn tonight. I'll, yeah, let's, let's go college basketball because I think that's going to feel better to me. Uh, let's look at some of the top 25 games. Um, honestly, this could be interesting with the plus 164. I don't mind Texas, number 25, on the road at Cincinnati. That's a game I'd look at. I think Kentucky is going to take care of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purdue, I, I agree with your – was it basketball, Brad? Basketball, Brad. I agree with him going into Nebraska to, to win that game. Uh, and I'll throw another one at you. Let's see. I like uh, I like BYU, number 18, over 14-ranked Baylor. On the road, I think BYU might actually slip through and, and take that win. Very nice. I'm going to give you three NBA prop bets for tonight. 
We're going to go Desmond Bain to score 20-plus points. We're going to go Luka Doncic over 30 points. And we're going to go Anthony Davis 25 or more points. That is going to do it for us. Another edition of the G.I. Jake Show is in the books. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Jake. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in at 3 o'clock for The Drive with Russell Smith, Houston Crescent Bear, right here on Fan Run Radio.